Live from Tidewater Comic Con 2016, it's the Down and Nerdy Podcast. This is our third time broadcasting live from Tidewater Comic Con. Three times are a charm, as I believe that's how it is. I may have messed that up, but oh well. <laughs> no, actually you got it right. I'm well, James with them alongside. I don't know if the word R is in there, but anyways, I'm the Merc with one arm, Nick Battaglia, and again, we are here at the Virginia Beach Convention Center in Virginia Beach, Virginia for Tidewater Comic Con 2016, and... Well, it's here, and I guess we can say our con season has begun officially. Yes, it has. Of course, we've got Tidewater Comic Con this weekend, and a couple weeks from now will be an awesome con in yep. Washington, D.C. Looking forward to that, getting to go out and interact with everybody. Of course, hopefully you've co- you're going to come by and see us at Tidewater Comic Con. Of course, this you'll be hearing this after Tidewater Comic Con, but we're going to be talking to a bunch of great people. I mean, it's always a very interesting group of people that comes to Tidewater Comic Con. Yeah, I mean, even before the doors open, right now the VIPs are in there. It's about 9.30 in the morning, so VIPs are starting to come in. But we had some, you know, some other exhibitors coming in. They were just t- saying, who, you know, I listen to you guys and everything else. And, you know, we did some autographs and some signings and everything else. It was fun. But, yeah, you meet some really cool people. We saw a guy earlier. He had an amazing... He's top, uh, he actually does DBZ art, but as... Military. military, yeah, which very is great. Cool. This is a big military town. Also, the fact that he has this huge, like, saber-toothed Wolverine uh, tattoo on his arm, and it's huge, and it's not even finished yet, but it's it's amazing. It's absolutely ridiculous how cool it is, and he, it is even fully colored. Like part yeah. of it's colored, but just the line art that's in there is absolutely phenomenal. Of course, we're going to be posting. If you go back to our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Down and Nerdy at Down and Nerdy seven five seven on Twitter and Instagram, you can catch all the pictures, all the live videos that we shot of so many great people that are coming by and talking to us. I mean, it's just this is a fun thing for us to do every year. I mean, we're we're, we're international, we're worldwide, but you know, we live in the Virginia Beach area. Right. Tidewater Comic Con's very up and coming, mm-hmm. and it's been a great. You've, we've seen the evolution of this show because we've been to all of them. Right. We've seen the evolution of how this show has grown and this year is no exception. Well, remember the first time we were here was the first year they, they had it and we're in one, you know, a, a big space right now. This used to be like two sections. Yeah. It used to be about like a quarter of where we are now, maybe less, was Tywar Comic Con when we first started out. The, the outside, very, of the, outside of the hotel, after the yeah. hotel one. But. Yeah, I was just going to say, the first one was actually in the like, meeting room of a hotel at the Crown Plaza at Virginia Beach. And, I mean, they had Ethan Van Shriver at that yeah. one. So, Riley and, Brown was there as well. I mean, they, they had some guests, but, I mean, stepping up the game with Sam Jones, of course, plays Flash Gordon. Yep. We've got Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters is here. A bunch of other people, great comic book creators. We've got a couple of the guys that did Secret Wars for Marvel. Yep. I mean, it's 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 an amazing turnout, really. And you mentioned the comics. We're going to be hosting the di- big... We've seen the space. We got a it's huge a big room. It's a, we probably got I think, the biggest room in the in the convention. It is center. the biggest room. Not like the biggest room. It's the biggest yeah. room for sure. Uh, we're going to be hosting the DC panel there. Our guests are going to be, of course, Steve Orlando, Ron Mars, and Eric Donovan. We're we talking about rebirth. We're talking about certain projects. Uh, of course, as we all know, Steve worked on the DCU initiative, so yep. we're asking about that. And it's going to be really, really fun. We're expecting a huge turnout of it. People are actually been messaging me saying, I can't wait for your panel, I can't wait for your panel, like, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's early, man, it's like 11.45 in the morning, it's actually one of the first panels that's being but how done. Awesome actually, is I think that? we're the second panel in that room. <laughs> yeah, we actually. are. I think the first one is uh, the Power Rangers panel, and then yes. we're going to be afterwards. Yes, I mean, so there's just there's just so much going on, and for us to be able to come, we love interacting with the fans, I mean, we can't, obviously we aren't able to go too many places right, right now, we're going to probably try to do some more traveling as the years go on, but... This is just a chance for us to connect, and hopefully you're traveling to see us here at Tidewater Comic Con as well. We're going to be talking to a bunch of great people. As a matter of fact, our first guest 
from Tidewater Comic Con going to be next on the Down and Nerdy Podcast. Love this microphone. Back here at Tidewater Comic Con 2016, Virginia Beach Convention Center in Virginia Beach. It's the Down and Nerdy Podcast. We told you we were going to have guests with us. Kind of a familiar name slash face slash sort of friend. For all the people that can see me through the radio and <laughs> the interweb. Yeah. So this is Alan, in case you don't recognize him. Of course, he, Hello. Was, from, he was from the 8-Bit Podcast. Yeah, life happens. I get too much going on. You know, yeah. life happens, things happen, things, shows get canceled, you end up crying and locking yeah. yourself in the room. Yeah, oh, I cry quite a bit. It's a lot of crying in my Like house. a baby. The, what you don't you. see is the tear stains are there and it's not <laughs> yeah. for a well, cosplay. Well, he's wearing his Bowie shirt, so like, I'm surprised the tears already dried off yeah, from the Bowie go. shirt. I've had everyone and their brother tell me how much they love this shirt. I'm, I just put it on. I wasn't uh, expecting you know, like, it. You know. it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, like the old SNL skin, like, I, I put my pants on it. You know, one leg at a time, but when I do, I make little records. With you, it's, I just put my shirt on one sleeve at a time, but when I do, I just get mad compliments. That's right. And then people are like, where are your pants? Right. <laughs> exactly. Don't people usually ask you that anyway? Yeah. They're they're surprised. We know you a little better than they yeah. do. But we, uh, we actually, well, we knew Alan was going to be here, but we actually saw him. We come out of our DC panel. Yeah. And we saw him, and, and uh, so they were talking about Batman versus Superman a little bit on the outside. Oh. And, just some things that maybe could have been a little bit different, and some things that were said during the panel about Batman versus Yeah, a little bit. Ron uh, Mars was not a fan, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> there were a lot of people that weren't a fan. I felt bad. Batman versus Superman, it's not a great movie. No. But it could have been, I mean, everyone, it could have been better. Zack Snyder's a great director. I, I will stand by Watchmen as being the top like two greatest superhero movies I love that movie you are in a minority there for sure that's fine <laughs> you know, sure. I even like the ending I even like his original the, the ending was better than the comic I thought right made right. more sense I don't need to hear about scientists minds and aliens yeah and I don't need to hear about made more sense to <laughs> have Manhattan be the bad guy I don't need to hear Lex Luthor explain the 40 different ways he draw no. the ranchers well that was the problem and I think we agree on it too is that Batman vs. Superman would have been a better movie if it had been Batman vs. Superman. Superman. It was World's yeah. Finest. It was and it was for a little bit. And there were times yeah. when you're watching, you're like, okay, this is what they're going to do. It's going to happen. And they didn't and do it. And then there was that big yeah. rumor, like, even going to production, they're like, oh, Carrie Kelly's going to be in this. And Carrie Kelly nope. was not in this. And then she was cut out of it. So yeah. we're going to have to wait for the ultimate cut for that, first of all. But DC is great with their animated movies. They're, they're t- you can't beat that. Oh, they're yeah. awesome. Yeah. But they really, I think they kind of missed it here. But it was good. I mean, Lex was horrible, but everyone knew that. Yeah. I went into it thinking Lex was going to suck, so I wasn't really surprised by that. Yeah, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg is like, he's like the Keanu of him. He, you know, he, he only plays himself. <laughs> he should have played it off more like he did in Social Network. Yeah. What we did is he tried too much Gene Hackman. Yeah, he oh yeah. way too much Gene Hackman. That was the problem with him. That role is... That role is Gene Hackman's. Yeah. It won't, nobody will ever beat it. No. You can only hope to do a different version of it that's, right. that people like. And the same goes with uh, the new Spider Kid. Yeah. Tom He Holland. didn't try to be, he wasn't trying to be Tobey Maguire, and he wasn't right. trying to be Al- Garfield. He was himself, and it was awesome. He was trying to be Spider Man, and he pulled it off. That's perfect. That's exactly what he did. That's the best, that's the best like, explanation of that that anyone will ever say. He was the best Spider Man that he could be. Well, the I thing was, about Hackman was that I loved was his. Very weird, creepy relationship yeah. with Lois Lane, I think, was the best. I mean, people don't remember that about Lex. Yeah. But yeah. the way he pulled that off, I think I think you're right. Nobody will ever pull that off. No, but you can't try to beat that. You're just trying to do your version of it, not you're trying to do your version of Gene Hackman's version of Lex Luthor. Right, it's yeah. ridiculous, man. It's just it's like with Peach T. Well, it's one yeah, of with Peach T. It's one of these where, like, going back to, you want to go back to the Dark Knight Peach series. Yeah. yeah, you want to go back to the Dark Knight series, and what made... You know, he thought his joke was so great. He wasn't imitating anybody. He was himself. No. That 
And part of me is kind of afraid with Jared Leto's Joker. Yeah. A little bit like, I hope he's not going to try to imitate too much of Ledger and, you know, and Nicholson and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's going to be the most insane Joker we've seen. I so think are you looking forward to it, then? I think he's ready to do it. his own thing. Yeah. I think so. I'm not, exactly. Every time I see a trailer for Suicide Squad, I cringe a little on the inside. Do you? I just hate I'm it. I'm afraid of I hate the it one so. person I fear the most is Harley Quinn. Because yeah. I'm just, because she's just such a beloved character. And plus, the fact I don't know if you saw this, but they're actually moving forward with a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. And, and Marvel Robbie's producing it, and she's like hiring the writers for it. I'm it's like, going to be like Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. But it's still like, even with, even with like Harley Quinn, her character has become bigger than herself. Like, it right. didn't start out that way. It's become No, not that, at all. Now she's hypersexualized. Now everything she does has some sort of, like, double meaning. Well, it, well it's either she's oversexualized, but also there's also light brought to... She's in a very abusive relationship. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's a double negative in a sense. You know? That's what that's what Suicide Squad is going to have to do for me is, is make the characters a little human. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Killer Croc... I'm not saying, like, you realistically... Make, you don't I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You, you want to watch the movie, but you want the people to feel like they're caricatures yeah. of who they're playing. Exactly. You want them to feel like, okay, even though you are a giant crocodile man, you need to be able to relate to me. <laughs> that's ridiculous listening to you say that. You are a giant <laughs> crocodile man. <laughs> you're, you're right, though. And... I feel like every time I see a different trailer for it, they're selling me on the funny. They're pushing me on the funny. They, they're, this is going to be funny, and I don't want it to be. And funny. you know why they did that though? Because yeah. now they're trying to do a 180 because of Batman versus Superman, yeah. and they feel like they've got to make up for something. I think in spots it will be funny. But what I think is, is we're getting the funny in the trailer. Yeah, and, and I that's think all we you're are going to get the background for Harley and her yeah. relationship with Joker. I think we will get that. Yeah, DC's yeah. trying to pull a James Gunn, and they're trying to make this their Guardians Guard- of the Galaxy. Yes. Yep. And I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work at all because you know, when Guardians was first announced, I will be the first to say I I was like, this is going to be shit. This movie's going to be horrible. I said the same, I said the same thing. Exactly. Well, because well, we, yeah. we had right reasoning for it because they weren't that known. You know, yeah. there were a couple. There were two. Plus, so there were two. There's going to be a different. CGI tree. Yeah. Yeah. Raccoon yeah. is now voiced by Bradley no, no, Cooper. That's just a CGI tree, but a CGI tree only says one word. Yeah, it's and it's Vin time. Diesel. It's like you couldn't have made that sound any worse. Oh, no, that, that was the part Vin Diesel. <laughs> but did you hear that he said? No. Did you hear that he? Did you hear that he like recorded "I Am Groot" in like seven different yeah. languages or whatever? Like he did multiple takes. But now, like when that movie, when the trailer first hit, I immediately was like, "This is going to be a good movie." Like they right. sold me on it. Gunn's a great director, right? But he wasn't known for a whole lot. He did Super, no. which but is you can great. Say, but that's though, really it. But you can say though that he did, Slither he also did as well. Yeah, Slither is but, good, but it's but like but, you, but here's yeah, what I love about this. What I think Marvel does right is you look at the people they got: Joss Whedon, uh, James Gunn, yeah. the Russo brothers. People who aren't well known in no. terms of movies, but they did some TV stuff. Russo did Community, uh, Buffy, of course, with yeah. with uh, Joss Whedon. And you see what they're doing. They're taking risks. They're like, okay, we yeah. know you don't have a lot of experience in the movie realm or certain realms, but we we know what you can do with certain stuff that you're given. We know, yeah. we believe you can build off of that. And I like they take those chances, you know? Yeah, I do feel like DC is playing catch-up. They're trying to be Marvel, but it's... They shouldn't try to be Marvel at all. And that's two things they shouldn't try to do. They no, shouldn't try exactly. and play catch-up, and they shouldn't try to be Marvel. No, I The agree. only way I think they should try to be Marvel is the way that they release their movies and how, yeah. they, kind of, and how they kind of formulate their movies a little mm-hmm. bit. Other than that, be their own thing. And yeah. whoever cuts their trailers need to be fired immediately. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because every trailer for Batman vs. Superman was bad, and every trailer so far for Suicide Squad's been bad. Yeah, it's been, But that doesn't mean worse. it's going to be a bad movie. No, right. but it didn't work out for Batman vs. Superman. No, no. The thing is, like, well, when people are losing their minds over the second Suicide Squad trailer with... They had Queen in it. I'm like, 
You're only losing your mind to think it's a great because it's Queen. Yeah, yeah. and think there think was no reason to have that song in the trailer. And, that, at all. and that's what I mean. Like that that's the point. Like every time right. I see that trailer, they're playing the rock, they're making it funny. Right. But none of those things make any sense. And no. I feel like people who go in to that movie with that kind of mentality are gonna be let down. They're gonna and be disappointed. Right. And there's literally three characters that will bring any humor into that movie, and it's Harley, yep. a little bit from Deadshot, and Boomerang, that's it. Yeah. That's it. And that's all you've seen though. That's all the funny. Like Yeah. You know, it's it's gonna be. Well, it depends it, on your sense of humor. Joker could also be funny. The that's method funny. Yeah, that's. Be, but you haven't seen. Depends on your sense of humor. I mean, right. as far yeah, wise, definitely. Though, I mean, like I'm talking trailer wise right now. Yeah, and as far yeah. as who's in the actual Suicide Squad, <laughs> those are the only funny ones. Yeah. But yeah. Joker, you're right. Depending on your humor. Yeah. Joker well, would be one. Would be absolutely. Funny. I think Leto would be great. But I feel the same way about him as I did about Affleck and Batman versus Superman. Those are going to be the best characters of those movies, and then everything else is going to be just kind of a letdown. Well, you also got to take into consideration of them doing all these like different series and how they're intertwining with each other. Like you got Flash and Arrow, uh, and how they start bringing the Suicide Squad in together. Right. Yeah, but still, you, Flash and Arrow now are good on TV. DC is great for animation and TV. Those things in the movie realm are completely different. And what I think what they're trying to do is now that Jeff Johns is going to go towards the movie side, they, they're going to Jeff Johns saying, look, we see what you've done with the TV stuff. How do we do that here? They had the chance, and they messed up. When they cast Ezra Miller as The Flash, nothing against Ezra Miller. He's, he's not He's not Barry. Well, Wally West he can be, but I don't not think, Barry Allen. I don't think they well, realized how well Grant was going to be. They had multiple chances. If you take into consideration of the different Batman movies that they've had, granted none of them were really remakes, but they've just had multiple different, different people. Ones. Yeah, yeah. 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 On well, top of that, you also have all the remakes of Superman coming into play. Right, well, my thing is, too, is I'm not a big person of tying things together in terms of, like, like Gustin works on the TV thing. I've never seen him in a movie, but... Imagine if they tied TV into the DC universe. Imagine if that I universe. I would not would, do that. Now, but, and here's the thing. No, you're right. I would not Imagine do that. if it was a bad universe, which is so far has turned out to be not so X-Men. good. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Everyone's like, for the most part. Yeah, but Marvel, I think, they started with something good, and they've they've had a really good track record of like making things better, and they've gotten so well good. casting, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And the directors. Now they're to the point where if they do make a movie that's a giant turd, it won't matter. If Doctor Strange turns out to be a horrible movie, they're just the going to move on. on. See, they've moved over that hump. Yeah, it's like Iron Man 3 is trash. I hate yeah, that movie. It's, it's I don't trash. think it's good. Well, I mean, at but, the, but they moved on. So far as to that, I mean, Down, Robert Downey Jr. did say that he's now open to doing an Iron Man 4. Because they pay him $50 million a movie. Yeah, yeah. who else are they going to get to do it? You're never going to find a better person. Well, no. True. Exactly. That is true. Well, Stanley even said. absolutely true. Stanley even said Robert Downey Jr. was born to be Iron Man. And I, he I said agree he pretty much, he was. Yeah, he pretty much said he thinks Tony Stark. Career. Yeah, oh, well, because I remember he was coming off the whole Maybe he even saved his life. life. I, I, yeah, I didn't even saved that his life. That's true, too. And I remember when he was cast, I was like, Robert Downey when he was, like, you shitting me right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was did, cast, so. well, here's the story. Here's I'm a horrible casting director. Well, I hope nobody well, would make well, it. Well, here's, <laughs> here's the story of Robert Downey Jr. You know, he was coming off the whole rehab thing and come out of rehab, gets cast in Iron Man. He's He made less than Terrence Howard did that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Marvel went to Terrence Howard and said, hey, we need to pay you less. Yeah, we got to pay him more. Yeah. And Terrence Howard said, no, I want to be paid more. He's on Black same, High School whatever. And then <laughs> it comes Don Cheadle, and if you're Terrence Howard, what'd you just say? I, I said Empire is Black <laughs> High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. I knew that you missed I, that. I, I did. I don't oh think... 
there are people that like it. Oh. Talk about shots fired. Yeah. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sorry that I'm sure that the four people that like that show are listening to this show and they're gonna be <laughs> that upset. Is, that is Alan. Write a letter. That's yeah, Alan. that's me. You can't complain to anybody about me. I'm not tied to anything, son. I can say whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> but it's funny. My friend Mike Flood. He's the one that said. He's the one that said that to me. And I that hit me so like it was so funny to me. It's so true. Yeah. But Marvel has done really well with their casting, and I think Doctor Strange is going to be good. But even if it isn't, doesn't matter. They're going to move ahead anyway, and you're if not going to think Strange about it. Isn't, if Doctor Strange turns out to be not the great movie, at least we'll have the visuals. At least it'll yeah. be visually yeah. stunning for what we've seen so far. Not only if, that, but we still have Infinity Wars coming up. Oh, so. God. Yeah, and if, and if they got Ant-Man to work and be successful, oh, they then got they giant will be successful. That was so good. Oh. That was such a good part of that movie that... They're so good at these small cameos meaning so much more. It's yeah. like it's a it's the sum of its parts. It's a t- it's a bunch of tiny little things that make up this great movie. Well, that's because Marvel actually cares about how it wants to portray its uh, its heroes and how they want to port- and how they want to bring it out. Whereas DC is just kind of like I don't think it's Here, DC. You can have this. You can have. This, I was going to say it's not. I don't this. think it's DC. I think it's Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. It's, it was the reason why was because Zack Snyder before Jeff Johns became the head of DC Films this past week. He was in charge of everything. He was in charge of the whole DC Cinematic Universe. And he had his vision of, it's got to be dark. It's got to be serious. Nobody can smile. Everybody's mother's name has to be Martha. You know? (laughs) And I mean, mean, it's fine if you want to be dark and not smile. That's fine. But you got to make it make sense and do it right. And they didn't. have the characters to do that. Right. For example, Batman. So now, on the Zack Snyder thing. So now you've got Jeff Johns. How does that work? Uh, Jeff Johns. So what happens now? Well, no, because Jeff Johns. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Well, they can't see this, but they're, they're well, waving well, goodbye. Remember, they Zach are. Zack Snyder, his last movie on his contract is Justice League Part 1. After that, he's no longer contracted by Warner Bros. in DC. So are they waiting for Johns to resurrect I think they uh, are. Green Lantern? Possibly. Yes. Yes. I why think, do you think so? it got do pushed some back? Rebirth? Do yeah. something good? Yeah, you know? why do you think Green Lantern got pushed back? And it gives them a chance to establish Jessica Cruz. Yep. So they can have a female Green Lantern to be part of the core since it's going to be Green Lantern core. Yeah. So bring Hal Jordan, Jon Stewart, Jessica Cruz together. Some guy. Well, possibly now that, you, now that you're going into that, now how are you going now are you gonna either cast some people some different people to do Flash and Arrow? Or are you going to try to tie the series into it? If I it's think me, that, I leave it alone. I think that I would leave it alone too, but I think that Arrow will be over by then. Yeah, I think so too. And I think Flash, Flash may or may not be, but what they can do eventually, if they ever wanted to, is do Crisis. Yeah, yeah, because that would make Clash sense. the two worlds well, together. Well, remember, it's like a Highlander movie where, where now the show is met, you know, Christopher yep. Lambert. <laughs> remember, this is why I think they're going with CW with the Legends tomorrow because you got Supergirl now, they got Legends. I think. Well, I can't spoil because Legends is heavy. I don't want to go out about to get, get into it, but... Uh, <laughs> no, because there, there was a reveal at the end of Legends this past week where yes. I'm like, I think they're going to change the name of Legends reveal. to something else. Legends needs to change. That movie... It's about that to. movie, that show is... It's about to. It's about to. In a big way. Yeah. 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 It had a great premise, but it's not well executed, in my opinion. They, everything now is trying to be Flash. Arrow was dark for a long time, and then when Flash came along, they were like, well, let's make, I love, Flash, let's make Arrow better. I love Legends. My only issue with Legends will be that there are certain times where Rip Hunter, I kind of felt, was like, dude, he's not taking a, he's not taking a whole look at himself. Like, oh, we shouldn't do this. You can't do this. Like, dude, you just did this. Yeah. Like, I felt that there wasn't enough reflection on Rip. Yeah, he's my, he's my only problem with it, really. Other than that, I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, it's not bad. I just feel like... I don't know. Flash changed so much for TV for DC. Right. And they yeah. started with Arrow, and it was super dark. It's about as Batman as it gets on TV. And oh, yeah. Flash comes out, and it's lighthearted, and it's funny, and 
then they change Arrow because Arrow is different did now. You see, it's way different now. Did you see oh, Flash yeah. this past week? Yeah. Oh my God. Flash has become the Game of Thrones of CW. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where everything good that happens, you might as well just shit on that because someone's going to die. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. I was Pretty happy much. that it was Barry's dad because he's the least... I really care about him least on the show. I thought it was going to be Iris. We, we, we have an idea of who... Real man, Iron Mask that Zoom has. I think that's Earth Two Barry's dad. I think that's Henry, think? I think it's Earth Two Henry. But Allen. he doesn't. That doesn't or carry enough weight. Or, see, I'm or it's Eddie, Eddie. Thawne. I'm thinking Eddie too. But even still, why keep him in there? I feel, I feel like it needs. To I'll be tell you exactly why I keep him in there. First of all, he kills his dad, so he can carry out the. Okay, I want you to experience what I experienced. So let's say Zoom loses by. Having Eddie live, now he can take Iris away from Barry, whether he wins or not, because Eddie will come back and throw a monkey wrench in the whole we should be together now thing. Because then what does Iris do? But Zoom doesn't know that Eddie and Iris were together because he's from Earth 2. And in Earth 2, she's with Barry. But if Eddie comes through, Eddie doesn't actually die. He snatches him, saves his life. And regardless of the fact, Zoom still takes Iris either way. Right, so right, it's still right. going to affect Barry no matter what. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think of it that way. Because I was always thinking that Zoom, he wouldn't know him. That it, it doesn't right. make sense to him because it's a different, it's a different world. And so remember, in, the girl you love, in a Flash it. universe, nobody ever dies. They just go into the speed force. Yeah. And remember this, too. The one thing that we'll you look at... What, what's, right. What's, yeah. What's, <laughs> yeah. What's, <laughs> Everyone lives what, forever. Yeah. What's, but what's the one thing you, you notice... Yes. The one thing you do notice, though, is when you look at something like Flash, what's been Zoom's main thing? He wants to take and destroy Barry Allen. Yeah. He wants, from taking his speed to his family, everything, he wants Barry to have nothing. He's mad because he didn't He's have the to life. Barry down to his level. He wanted the life yeah. that Barry got. If he felt like they went on the same path, but Barry got a great deal, he got a raw deal. So now he's going to take Barry down to his level and take everything. I'm looking forward to it. It's a great show. It's it well is. written. I'm surprised at some level we can't get Grant Gustin to make this show. It's been four years, man. He was just in North. He was I just know. here. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> kind of going off the topic of, the, uh, of that. You're just derailed, dude. This is what we do. Yeah. This I've, is what I've we do. I've actually heard rumors about they're canceling the Inhumans movie. The, the reason it's, why they pulled the release date for it. Now, yeah. Faggy came out and said they do have plans for the Inhumans movie. However, I think that the Inhumans, they saw how good they work on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think, this is just my prediction, the reason why they can't see the Inhumans movie the X Men are coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe within the next three years. Either that, or they're going to make an, an Inhumans TV well, show. See, that's wait, what I said. They should have done inter- all along. How yeah, are they going to intertwine the X Men Universe where it's currently at to where I, we're at now? They'll just do a no. I got it. X-Men. I got this. Oh, that would be so Infin- good. Okay, Infinity Wars Part Two. Thanos rips a rips reality, and you see Wolverine and Hugh Jackman come through. It's not going to be Hugh Jackman. But Which still, it'll be somebody so. else. But still, you have somebody from I the X Men movies come through that rift, that, that rip in reality. When he has all these other dimensions, I see what you see what's going on. You can introduce them that way because it makes sense. It makes it's sense. Well, not only that, but I'm hearing that for the next, uh, it's either the Spider Man movie or Deadpool movie that it's going to be Spider Man in the Deadpool movie. Really? It's from what I'm hearing, but. I, what I, if, yeah, look, I don't know how they do that. If they go about it that route, they may have a chance to tie in X Men to. If that's the happening, then they've already got a deal. Yeah. If that's happening, they that's already got a deal. They shouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that at all. 
Really? Because Spidey, no. Spidey and Deadpool is like an iconic duo. I know, I but not... that's Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe where Spider-Man's an adult. Spider-Man's a man. In the Marvel Universe now, Spider-Man's a 16-year-old kid. That's Spider-Man you're talking about. But, I would but in keep... the comics though right now, in the, in the comics right now, especially Deadpool versus Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man is adult Peter Parker. He's running he Parker. He has to be. You can't be running yeah. around with a 16-year-old boy like doing the things that yeah. he does. I would keep Deadpool as far away from the Marvel Universe as possible. I totally agree. Yeah. I would, he's Marvel Universe regardless. No, I would make him, because, like, a, I'd make him like a side with project. Deadpool, it's just too far You can't do what that he would work, of character course, does. Right. With Disney, you no, can't. Right. You can't, can't be done. Right, but that, X-Men, yeah, but that, that you could that do. Yes, yeah, you could do that. Yeah, absolutely, they're do, and they're going to do. But you have to bring. You have to bring them to him. I wouldn't put him in an X Men movie. I right. Would, I would do like they did with Colossus. I would pull people to him and make that work. And that they way. teased it with the Xavier yeah. School and everything, and it being empty and him leave being it that way. Leave it that way. I don't want to see an X Men movie where Deadpool's a part of it. Now, if they want to do like Deadpool versus Wolverine or something, I'd be down for that. That'd be pretty awesome. So many laughs in that. Yeah. So many laughs. Remember, he did did reference him at the beginning of the movie. That's got to be another rated R. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Wolverine, we're okay with that well, now. Wolverine 3 is we rated R now. So the Old so, Man Logan, that's probably what that's going to be. That's what it's going to be. Yes. It's got to be Old Man Logan. So are, do you keep it the way the book is, or do you change it? Because, I mean, the book has so many different elements, it would be hard to make There's that movie. There's a problem. Yeah. This is There's what, a huge problem well, with that Here's movie. the thing. is With Old Man Logan, the way they got to do it, because, again, Fox is trying to tie stuff together with the X-Men franchise, so you have an Old Man Logan run, whatever happens in there happens in there, you, then what's going to happen? You have to find a way to integrate Apocalypse. You have to find a way to, you know, what happens in Apocalypse? You have to find a way to, because remember, they said the next movie for X-Men after Apocalypse is supposed to take place in the 90s. So where do you go from there? You know, it's a bunch, it's a crazy amounts of ways they can go They're going to have to deal with Wolverine, especially if Jackman's yeah. not going to play him anymore, and you can't kill him in Old Man Logan, so what are you going to do? And remember, in Apocalypse... How does he go away? Yeah, in, in Apocalypse, he's in Apocalypse. We saw it in the trailer. It's the, it's going to be the Weapon X, Logan, but still, he's in it. You know, it's yeah. bottom line. And Marvel is like time travel, not interdimensional travel. Right, so you and, have that's, to use and that's something. where Marvel yeah. kind of—I mean, not Marvel, but Fox—that's where the X Men years kind of works because they're not. You want to say we're going to be set in the eighties, we're set in the nineties. They're not real. After Days of Future Past, they're not tied to a certain timeline where they no. can set in something. But it doesn't mean it's going to end in that area. And Marvel's never really paid attention to any kind of multiverse, except for recently, which didn't really work. No, it didn't work at so. all. I don't know. I'd love to see a, like a. Uh, that could also be because they keep giving the rights the rights to some of their characters. And away, that's a and problem. That's, and that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. That's also. I'd love a to see an old man Logan well, movie, but like it, book to movie. Well, what I was it? Captain America was almost actually sold off. I think Sony was it? They or, or somebody? New Something line? like that. No, was Warner Brothers? Yeah, Warner Brothers. It was Warner, Warner, Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I think Iron Man was going to be Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Until but Marvel was like, hey, so God, that didn't happen. That's safe. That's safe. I think that's just because Marvel realized, wait. We gave the rights to X Men to FX. They messed it all up. These are our main. These are our hero characters. These are like the main guys, our founding fathers. Yeah. Uh, we should not fuck. We should not, you know, mess it up anywhere else. Yeah. This empire is going to crumble at some point. And then someday it, they'll find a villain and they'll actually be able to. Well, all of this. I mean, like yeah. this whole Marvel, this whole DC. All of this is well, going to implode. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So we're all like riding like the cusp of destruction. Yeah. For the these bubble's going to burst at some point. Yeah. Sure. At some point it's going to break, and I don't. I don't think it's going to be one singular movie that does it. I think it's going to be disinterest at some yeah. point. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be well, gonna flooding the market and people yeah. are just going to go, well, you know what? Like, well, but that's like pro- what it is with TV. Like, right now, there's so many shows on TV that are, like, nerd-centric that I would watch. But I don't watch anymore because, A, I don't have cable. So And some and the subscription I use, I use Hulu. <laughs> they don't have it. You know, they don't have it on available because so, you know, of the channel. So I'm like, there's these shows I want to watch, but I can't 
but I'm not going to get cable just to watch them, and I'm kind of burned out by them because I yeah. can't watch my every poor DVR. Yeah, my exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, I watch Hulu, and I'll watch all the, like I'll watch uh, the Flash on Hulu. And that's just because I, arrow. yeah, because I don't exactly. I don't watch TV when it comes live anymore. I've just gotten beyond that. My my schedule's too busy for that. But I'm with you, man. I'm, I have a satellite. I never use it. Exactly, and that's yeah. but guys, thanks for stopping by. Hope no problem. My greatness. Are you working on something new right now? Uh, not at the moment. We are. I am doing a podcast for a, a website called WeTheNerdy.com. It's great. Come and check it out. It's IGN centric, where it's you know video games and movies, and so I do some original content with that. But it's mostly uh, just work, right. being a dad. I you know, you, keeping around. Right there with you, brother. Yeah, right there with you. Alright, guys. Yeah, you actually didn't introduce yourself, so just go ahead and give us your name so we know who, uh, who's, yeah. who we've been talking to. My name is Frank Castle, and to all the bad guys out there, I just want to let you know I'm coming for you. <laughs> the same thing with computers, because they almost ripped this one clean off the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Electronics, go to Screw me on my Wi-Fi. <laughs> one batch, two batch, my brother. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for stopping by. Enjoy thanks, the rest guys. of the con. This is our live Topwater Comic Con broadcast 2016. We'll be back with more coming up. We are live from Tidewater Comic Con 2016 here on the Down and Nerdy Podcast. And actually, you're actually hearing us on what you don't know is Day 2. Exactly. Day 2 of Down and Nerdy Podcast. Live coverage at Tidewater Comic Con. And you know what? We were walking around earlier and we saw some pretty cool people. We actually met some pretty cool people. Oh, yeah, uh, a personal friend of mine, Anna Mia, who's also one of the well-known cosplayers out there. And, you know, it's pretty cool to see her because her, her and I talk a lot on Twitter and stuff like that as well. And... Uh, really cool to see her in person because she lives, uh, of course, in Maryland. But she gave us some pretty interesting news because you know, we're going to Awesome Con in D.C. in a couple of weeks. She really wanted to be there, but she's going to be in, Ch- in China. Yeah, and I mean, she lives so close to D.C. I even said, yeah, you can go to D.C. anytime. But going to Beijing? Yeah. Yeah, I would probably choose Beijing if I was in her shoes, too. Yeah, yeah, I can't, can't blame her for that. But, you know, we got to talk about a little bit of the cosplay community. Uh, you know, with you know people who want to get in the cosplay professionally, you know, you gotta know there's gonna be a lot of hours you gotta put in, just like with a show like ours. You know, and that's the thing is you gotta understand there's gonna be that type of uh, thing going on, and also you know you have to talk to somebody as well from your uh, childhood there too. Absolutely, I actually got to talk to Sam Jones, who is Flash Gordon himself. Yep. And that was very interesting because you know I reviewed King's Quest on the show. Yeah. So it's like I wonder if he knows about this. So. Of course, King's Quest was the team-up comic with Phantom and Flash Gordon Giant. and everything like that. Yep. And and basically, um, this is a little bit of a spoiler if you haven't read the book yet and you want to. Um, Dale Arden actually teams up with Ming the Merciless in this book. Yeah. And I asked him about it. I said, did you know anybody? He said, no. He said, good. He said, they need to get Flash involved. I said, he is, and he's pretty upset about it. <laughs> so he didn't actually know about the book. So I just thought that was very cool because... I asked him, like, what is, how does this stand the test of time? And we have an interview with him that's going to be going up along with our coverage here. So right. check it out. It's very interesting. If you love Flash Gordon and how much of a cult following the movie's had over the years, and it was involved in Ted. So yeah. that should tell you, Mark Wahlberg, everything that you need to know about that movie. Exactly. But, again, it was just a fun, fun time. We're going to be walking here live at Tywater Comic Con 2016. And it's just, again, we got a lot of cool pictures lately of people in cosplays. We saw a Spider-Man Captain America themed cosplay. And you can't buy that. No. I mean, you got to make that. And the suit was absolutely perfect. And there was a silk right after that, which is funny. <laughs> And there was the Deadpool with the unicorn. Yes, with unicorn. So, of course, I had to say nice unicorn. Yes. Uh, it was clean, though, by the way. 
<laughs> just wanted to point that it out. It wasn't crusty at all. It was, it was a clean unicorn. No worries there. But, I mean, we've actually got a lot of video that we've shot here. If you want to go to Facebook.com slash Down and Nerdy. Um, we did live videos on Facebook like yeah. we've done a couple of times. This time at the con, we had some great people stop by. Uh, we're actually going to do, I mean, as you're listening to this right now, we're doing a, we're going to do a walk-around yeah. video of the con. So go check that out because we're just basically going to be walking up and down the con and right. showing you the experience. So maybe next year, I think they're going to do one in the fall as well. Not officially yet or anything. But it's going to be in Hampton. If it's going to be yeah, it looks like unofficially the they're going to be doing one. As soon as we get an official announcement on that, we'll let you know. But we're just going to let you know what Tidewater Comic Con is like because we know a lot of people are coming from out of town. But, you know, it's getting to the point where this is something you're going to want to fly out for. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, Mia even said, she goes, wow, only for his third year. Yeah. Like, this is huge, you know? And, and it's because it was built the right way. Yeah, it was built the right way. Like, a lot of good businesses are built, and startups are built slowly. They don't overexpand immediately. A lot of people want to say, I want to be at the Comic-Con International level. I want to be at the Wizard Con. No, you start off small. Put it in the hotel. Like, literally, like, that's what the first one here was. It was, was. in the convention, the convention part of a hotel. Yes. And they say, you know what? There's a lot. Just Plus, it was a great testing. I say, okay, how many people are really interested in this? How many people would go? And there was a humongous turnout. Remember how hot it was that year? It was very like, hot. There were so many people in there. It was so hot. I was sweating bullets, man. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. But also, they say they expanded. And the thing with that was, they expanded. More people came. Expand a little bit more, more yep. people came, and now yep. expand again, more people came. So it's one of those things where you look at how this has grown. Mike right. Fairley's just done a phenomenal job, he and his team. And it's just a really, really great job of what they've been able to do here in just these few short years. And you know, it's funny, they could have easily blown all their money on a big guest for like the first show right. and create a buzz, but then had almost nothing. And you see cons make that mistake. But they went with guests that people would enjoy. But they, you know, wouldn't break the bank so right. they could bring more people that people would be interested in seeing. Like this year, you've got Ernie Hudson, yeah. who's drawing a huge crowd. You've got Sam Jones. You've got Anna Mia. You've got Steve Blum as well. Yeah. So in the celebrity, and that's just the celebrity section. Larry Hama's over there. Larry okay? Hama's over there. You, you, you know, you got our boy back there from Firestorm. Jerry Conway's here. I mean, and, and you want to talk about my child. But let's not forget, we also have Brian O'Halloran here from Clark Schultz. Yeah, Karen exactly. Ashley from Power Rangers. So, I mean... They've been able to amp up the guests every year, and it's really shown, and it just really shows growth. Your guests show growth who you can get. And what's also great is the people who come back every year show how right. st- the stability and how good it is. You got guys like Drew Moss and Matt Slay. You right. got people, you know, like like uh, uh, Ron Mars who's back for a second year in a row and stuff like that. So it's just one of those things where people can come back. You know, it's one of those things like feel the dreams. If you build it, they will come. Yep. But if you maintain it, they will stay. You know, it's funny, too, because you've got both the current and the, you know, old school comics. I mean, we've got we've got Beatty and Zach from Secret Wars here. Right. And then you've also got Steve Orlando, who's going to be writing Rebirth Supergirl right. here as well. So, And, I mean, Eric Donovan, who just did the new Hellblazer comic. So you're blending as many generations right. as you can. It's all about bridging that gap. Right, exactly. So, you know, you've got a dad and maybe his teenage son that are becoming here together. And they're both going to be able to see people that they know. Kind right. Of thing. right, and I think that, you know, when you, when you come here and you see people walking around. For example, like, there was some pictures that we put up on our uh, Facebook page, Facebook.com, also on Twitter, at Donnery757, of this family of their dressed Jedis. And yes. Jet, one's, the dad's a Jedi, mom's a Sith, baby's an Ewok. <laughs> it's fantastic. It is fantastic. And the dad... 
I can tell he made he had to have made that from scratch, or, or had somebody make it. Oh, yeah. Dual wield green lightsaber, Darth yeah. Maul style, but green, not yeah. red. And mom had a single blade red Sith lightsaber. That was really really awesome to see that. I mean, it's just so great. And I don't know if we've mentioned this. We mentioned this on the video a few times, but the cosplay game has been turned up to eleven. Oh yeah, here this year. I mean, it's so great. The the uh, the uh, Megatron that we saw. We saw a guy who made an R2-D2 unit. Yeah. And it's got a little 12-volt battery in it, but it's life... It's, you know, it's original life-size R2-D2. There's a steampunk R2-D2 made out of a barrel. Barrel, over yeah. Over there, the steampunk guys. I mean, it's just fantastic. It's fantastic. You know, of course, you have your... At any con, you have your run of Deadpools. Of course, different oh, yeah. colors and shapes and sizes. Harley as well. Harley as well and, and stuff. And... You know, and it's really interesting, just the diversity here. We saw White Lantern, Superman, and Batman. That was really cool for me because this is not something that you're going to see. I mean, Matt, uh, buddy Matt, Matt Slade did a uh, Red Sun Batman yeah. mission. And, of course, Red Superman, Red Sun is a, a fantastic alternate world story. But to see the, somebody ask for the Batman from that, that, that was really cool. So you just see so many. You don't ex- It's almost like you don't expect to see those kinds of fandoms at cons, and then you come to the con and that's what you get. Right. You never know what you're going to expect. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. Is, you know, so people, people walk around and say, well, I could be on the show. They can come sit down in the chair. I mean, when people want to have a great. seat, that's what the chair is there for. Yeah, man. You yeah, people walking by and everything else. But Sometimes people feel more comfortable than others. Right. You know, right. you never know. Somebody's going to be comfortable sitting down because I was talking to... Um, to uh, Jun Chung, who's the colorist for a lot of uh, yeah, Jai yeah. Lee's work. Yeah, yeah. And Jay Lee. And... Uh, She's like, I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm a little self-conscious. I don't know. How I'm just, we're not going to make you do anything you don't well, want to do. Well, I think people are approachable. I think it's once the mic is on. She was know. very approachable. I mean, right. she was well, very not nice. Saying she's not, but I'm saying there are people like, that are very approachable. Yeah. When they have like, a microphone or a recording device, they're like, oh, God, this is an interview. This is official. This is going to be yeah. heard by a lot of people. I don't know. And it's fine. You know, it's, it's really, really fine. I think we, we take it for granted because we've been in this business for so long that for us right. getting in front of a microphone, it's like waking up in the morning for us but for right. other people not so much exactly man so of course we're in our booth we're signing some stuff we got some flyers for people can pick up as well and you know it's really cool we got people walking by again people want to come by and be on the show sit down yep. in the chair and talk to us about whatever you want to talk about it doesn't matter you know but I mean we talked to furries yesterday we talked to furries yesterday I mean come on yeah that, that should say enough <laughs> I mean, that should tell you all you need to know right there we were respectful we were nice yeah we asked some legit questions I still, I, I, I still kind of don't get it but, I, I don't get it either, but, but hey, that's if that's okay. what they're into, that's what they're into. That's fine. I'm not judging them for it either. I just don't understand it. It's just not for me. That's okay. Right. Just like, I like Red Tornado. That might not be for everybody. Right. He's not everybody's favorite character. He's actually listed as one of the top ten worst Justice League characters ever. <laughs> so, I mean. According to who, though? You, you like what you like. I don't know. It's like Bleeding Cool or something. Uh, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, again, you know, and there's just some, some things going on right now that you just look around and you're like, wow, this is just an amazement level. And there's a lot of great things that are happening. And so, you know, you're looking around, you're seeing people walk around with families. And that's the thing, it's, it's the age difference. You right. mentioned that, you're bridging that gap. You have people who are babies to people who are like 60s, 70s walking around and stuff. And it's so great to see. And it's cool because, you know, you've brought this up a couple times where it's like you're wearing a superhero nerd shirt and you're like 40 years old. That's. You know, that's not uh, very mature at all. Well, you know what? Look around. Yeah. Come here and look around because you shouldn't have to give up these things that you love, no matter what age you are. I mean, we've got a Batman Beyond shirt right there, which is awesome. Right. And speaking of things they didn't give up on, one person that's not giving up on Spider-Man Homecoming is, of course, Michael Keaton because, well, 
the director sort of confirmed it, but they pretty much said without saying, yeah, we're in final talks to have him come play the villain. Yeah. And it's kind of been discussed who's going to be saying he's going to be the vulture. Did we put out the Robert Downey Jr. fire? I don't know. For a little bit of cash, maybe? I don't know, Did maybe. they say, you know what, Michael, we know that you're a huge star. Golden Globe winner. It was Golden Globe, right? Or was it Screen Actors Guild Award? That he Golden Award Globe. Man. Okay, so we know you're an award winner. Uh, we'll flood you a little bit of extra cash to come play the Vulture, or yeah. even, uh, who knows? I mean, there's, I mean, there's also some people saying Mysterio as well, but of course, I believe there's somebody I think called the Tinker or yeah, something that like that. That dude's not putting him. on a helmet, I can tell you that right no. now. No. But, I, not I, but I think helmet. that, but I believe that they said they're going to cast somebody else. I think, I think the character's named Tinker. Don't, it's a minor character, I believe, but don't, so quote me on that. You know what would be pretty cool is if they did uh, Mobius. The, the, it, yeah, yeah, but Maybe again, not in this movie, not but in some movie. But the vote, well, I think the reason why I think Marvel saw that, remember how Sony... The Spider-Man 4 was supposed to have Vulture mm-hmm. in it. And actually, uh, Malkovich, John Malkovich, was actually already signed on to play him. Yep, I remember that. And then it fell apart. And the reason why Spider-Man 4 fell apart was because Sony wanted to be more love story. They wanted to say, you know what, make yep. it more of a love story. And Raimi was like, no, I want to go back and make it great. And that was the right call. And Raimi, also the end was there with Spider-Man 3 because he didn't want to put Venom in Spider-Man 3. No. He said, you know what, I just want Sandman and, uh, and the new Goblin a little bit, and that's it. But nope, we had throwing Venom, well, and that, you know, because fans want Venom. It's let's like, face just because fans want something, yeah. doesn't mean that you need to necessarily put it in there. And let's know? face it, it looked thrown together. It did. It really did. Yeah, I mean, that, that, for that Grace, just, it wasn't working, man. It wasn't no. working. I'm not saying it wouldn't have worked if they if they had had more time, but it just wasn't right. And I'm glad they didn't try and throw Carnage in there, too. And I think that the Carnage thing is being pushed further and further back now right. with how great things have been with Tom Holland and Spider-Man. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but like, I almost don't want them to do this Venom movie now right. because you're going to throw Carnage in there and now you got Venom is the main character in this movie. I'm not saying Venom can't carry a movie. I just don't think the feel would be right. I don't if think you, the vibe I'm would be sell- right. I'm telling you right now, the only way you can do Carnage right is if it's a rated R film. Now, I think they could do the Craven the Hunter storyline if they wanted to. I would love to. to see Craven's Last Hunt. I'd love to see that. Yeah, let's. I mean, we could easily do that. I mean, I don't think that Keaton's going to play Craven at all. I do no. think it's going to be Vulture for anything else. Vulture. But as we move forward, obviously, we're going to see more Spider-Man movies from Tom Holland. Right. Hopefully, a lot I would more love Spider-Man to see, movies. But yeah, I, I would love. That's the thing about the, the Spider-Man movies, just the movies in general. I'd love to see movies where, like, we don't get so many, maybe so many other big villains. Right. We get some medium to me lower tier. Villains, and I know, think Vulture's like, perfect. And Vulture's perfect. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you get Vulture in there, and it's be, it would be amazing. You'll get Vulture in there. Who knows? That would lead to Craven. And again, I know some yep. of people from, from the Sinister Six and stuff like that, but yep. still, it's just the idea. You know, when you think Spider-Man, you immediately think Green Goblin, Hop, any of the Goblins, Venom, Carnage, and that's it. You don't really think Shocker. You don't really no. think, you know certain characters. I just think Mysterio on screen would be amazing. Would look fantastic. Especially especially with this. In today's day and age, when you have the effects the way they are, both special effects and practical, you can mix them both. And that'd be amazing. Exactly. Because remember, he is a person of illusion. So if you had Mysterio in the Spider-Man movie, it would be really, really awesome. Picture that in your mind for a second. Think about how that would look. Right. I would be stoked for that. Exactly. It man. doesn't have to be Green Goblin every time. No, it's like I, it doesn't need to be Joker every time. No, and that's the thing. So I think that you know, if you want to throw in those types of characters, though, do them in spurts, yeah, or, in, or do them in pass, mention yeah. them like in passing. But I think that when you look at these characters and see what they're doing, 
you see everything that's going on. I look at this and I think, Marvel, I trust them. And and honestly, everybody's saying, oh, they have a villain problem, they have a villain problem. This will show well if they can correct that problem. Spider-Man doesn't have a villain problem. No, no, but I'm saying, no, villain, villain problem by how they're portrayed on screen. Right, exactly. In terms of strength and stuff like that. That will be the interesting mix between Sony and Marvel because I actually think that as Harry Osborn, Dean DeHaan did a good job. Yeah. I thought it was a great Harry Osborn and a bad Green Goblin, but it was more about the look than anything else. I thought the look was awful. He looked like somebody from Troll 2. He did. It was absolutely <laughs> terrible, but as Harry Osborn... He was good. He was great. So Sony's done a pretty good and job. He, and Chris Cooper did a great... Other than... Well, Chris, well, Chris, yeah. Yeah. Chris Cooper also did a good job too because she had that father's angst and I like the yeah. whole thing of this disease I have is genetic and you're going to get it and right exactly he's starting to go and so he said I want you to do the serum to see if I can change it and stop it and it really turned him but again the look just wasn't what you wanted in, no, the, in, in the Spider-Man movie no 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 we've got, a, we've got a dog and a nerd shirt right now that's amazing it just doesn't get much better than that well, I mean, you've got kids shirt. and dogs now in nerd shirts that's fantastic that's fantastic <laughs> but again you know, you're walking around and seeing people and stuff like that and again going back to Spider-Man real quick I, I really do have faith that you know it's going to be done right and also we have a Captain Phasma walking by too nice well, again, it's... Uh, hey, we've already seen Captain Phasma more times at Tidewater Comic Con than Star Wars The Force Awakens. That's true. We've seen Captain <laughs> Phasma for a longer time in just the matter of a minute than we've seen her oh, all the entire Star Wars movie. That hurts. Glad she got out of the garbage chute, though. Yeah, Glad pretty she... much. <laughs> Gotta shut down those garbage masters in the detention level. Exactly, man. Well, you know what? I think we, we've talked as much as we could for this time. We're going to take a little what? break. Take a little bit of a break. We're going to walk around for a little bit. And, hey... Go to Facebook right now, facebook.com slash downnerdy, and guess what? We're going to be walking around the con live video. That's right. And you know what? Hey, walk around. We see a cosplay we like. We might just bump into somebody and we start talking We might just talk to them. Who knows? Who knows? We're going to take this thing on the road. We're going mobile. More ways than one. I'll come up next on Down Nerdy Podcast. Live from Tidewater Comic Con 2016 on the Down and Nerdy Podcast, we've got another very special guest with us right now. All right. That's right. We have... Batman, a.k.a. you know him as Tonesy, who is, of course, the Nerdcore rapper, and a bunch of other cool things as well. What's going on, man? How much. Probably had a chance to come down and see you guys. Yeah, man, you were busy this weekend so far. It has been. It's been real busy, but it's worth it. <laughs> so, uh, how has things been at Tidewater Comic Con? Not just for your music, but you do a lot of art stuff, too. I do. So far, it's been amazing. Uh, made a lot of money, but my favorite thing is when people come up. Just having nerd conversations over, you know, this, the art I have around me. So it's like, you know, there's nerd conversations you have with people, but with like a new person every five minutes. <laughs> Pretty much, man. So, so this whole nerdcore rap. What made you want to get into that? Well, rap in general, I wasn't ever a super big fan about it, but I was at the point where I was like, anybody could rap. Right. So I, I, I did it to prove I could as a joke, but. It got on the internet, it blew up on YouTube, and people were like, man, that was amazing, you should do that more. And I was like, that was kind of fun, I will do it again. And then I kept doing it and doing it, now it's three albums later. Uh, <laughs> the way and, it always and the nerdcore works. thing is just my content is focused on what I like. Cannonball is probably my, my favorite song. I, I love, love Cannonball. That. I don't think enough people appreciate that, because I love Cannonball in The general. X-Men, yeah. It's so cool. 
so glad you listened to that song. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it was really cool. I liked it a lot. You know, it's really, really awesome. And I performed that at a little kid's birthday party. They all just looked at me with, like, the blankest face. <laughs> <in the song. laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> so I was like, do you like X-Men? Yeah! Here's the story about Cannonball. Who? <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your other song titles, though? It's for oh. some of them I might not know. Well, I got a song called Can't Stop Me, which is primarily focused on Juggernaut. Um, <laughs> nice. I've got a song about Jason Voorhees called uh, looks, to, looks, looks to Kill and um, I got a song about Darth Vader which is called Darth Vader <laughs> so I, really I stretch the creative muscles on that yeah, one I, I have a song it's called Vader but it's, it's about Vader yeah you know? <laughs> so those are, you know uh, they're not all themed raps so I've got a song about uh, girls that cosplay yeah how they look better when they do it <laughs> than, they, than they actually look or, you know uh, and then songs that are just Nerd oh, references. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I mean, the art stuff. What ended up getting you into the art? I mean, what was the first piece you ever did and you were like, hey, that I can actually do this thing? A paint an animal contest. And I've always been really good at art, but I never decided, never wanted to sell it or anything. But uh, I entered the contest just to, out of curiosity and almost I got an honorable mention. And I was like, nice. man, that was fun. I'm going to keep painting stuff and then... Next thing you know, I'd accumulated so much, I started coming to cons and trying to sell it and get rid of it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> There's too much of this. Go. I got way too go many away. paintings of Mario, and I got to get rid of these. <laughs> so, you know, I made enough to have my own art booth started selling them. Oh, that's the thing, man. You know, it's just the whole art angle, how people got into art, something that's very fascinating. Because there are some people, like, for you, when you were doing art, was there ever a time where you were like, kind of some people, they think it's easy, and they, but it's not. It just takes time and patience, and you have to be able to do things. You're... You know, you have to break things down, erase stuff, redo them again. Mm-hmm. Was there any time for you when you're kind of like, man, this is just tough, and I don't know if I can really, if I can commit fully to that? No, it depends on the subject matter. If it's something I'm passionate about, right. I'll, I'll work on it nonstop until it's done. Out of you know, I get a lot of joy out of it. But if someone's like, hey, man, can you uh, can you paint this thing for this idea I have? Yeah. And then, if I'm not into it, <laughs> yeah, it's a little more difficult. Yeah, yeah. And, and with the with the music, like, how do you choose what you're going to rap about? How do you choose? Hey, there's a certain character. Like, how do you choose your characters and like what you know? Pretty much, if I like it, it's going to be a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, like, you should do a song about this character and that one. And I'm, if I don't like the character that much, the song's going to turn out crappy. You know, uh, every person I named earlier, like Jason, Juggernaut, and all that. I'll have them tattooed on my arm because that's how much I care about these characters. Yeah. You know what you should do is you should write a song about a bunch of characters you don't really know or care about and say and call the song "I Wikied This." <laughs> then that a, way it's all stuff that you don't really care about. And you're yeah. like, I had to wiki this because I don't get it. <laughs> and then it's either going to make a lot of people really happy or a lot of people really angry. But either way, people are going to be listening. That's the way we say. Either way, they're listening. Oh yeah, that's all that matters. Oh yeah. By the way, I'm so glad I'm on this. I've listened to you guys every episode since episode 50. So. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of episodes, That's a lot of episodes. Man. So, yeah. you know, for anybody who doesn't already know, where can they find your stuff, both your art and your music? Let's see. I'm on DeviantArt for my art. Uh, it'll be Z Comics, which is spelled Z-E-E mm-hmm. Comics. And then everything else, if you type Tonezy in Google, T-O-N-E-Z-E-E, one word, you'll find everything else. There's a Facebook link, so... Probably even a MySpace account. <laughs> <laughs> so MySpace. Mine's still there, yeah. too. <laughs> well, Tony, thanks for coming by and stopping by. And it's great to have you on the show, because I know you're such a huge fan of ours. But you've listened to us for a long time. So thank you so much for coming by and stopping by. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Appreciate no problem. It.
It's We're fun. serious about his art, man. I mean, it's, it's good art. It's good music. A lot of good stuff from Tones. Just make sure you go check him out. Exactly, man. So we're here at Tower Art Comic Con. If anybody wants to hop on the mic, feel free to pick Yeah, if the anybody wants to come to chat a little bit. Yeah. If you like free comics and you've got Facebook or Twitter, you like us on Facebook, you get a free comic. Follow yep. us on Twitter, you get a free comic. It's pretty much that simple. It's that simple. You go to Facebook.com slash DownNerdy or at DownNerdy757. Like or follow us on either of those. You will get your choice of a free comic. And we had a guy the other day who was trying to like us so bad. He was literally walking around the convention center like, I yeah. can't get a signal. I can't get a signal. And then he ran back. I was like, look, see, I want a free <laughs> comic. followed you. <laughs> it was funny because the girl next to him actually got the signal Yeah, she easily. got it. And he did And he did it. Which is really hilarious. Which is hilarious. But, I mean, you know, again, we're here. You know, we got our flyers here. People are picking them up. We're signing them. So that was really cool. You know, it's really cool. It's, see you later, Tones. But it's really cool to see people just walk by and just be fascinated and just say, hey, I've been listening to you for so long and you guys are so awesome and everything like that. So it's really, really cool. It's funny because episode 50 was our live episode from David Musters. Exactly. Nice from our live show. Yeah. On, he's, he, he's, you know, talking to us and everything else. But I think that's going to do it right now. We're taking a quick break. We'll be right back with some more Down Here podcasts. Live from Tower Comic Con 2016. Live from Tidewater Comic Con 2016. Getting a chance to talk to a guy that we know quite well. Haven't had a chance to quite have him on the show yet. It's, yes, inking is sexy himself, Mark Deering. Mark, how you doing, man? Pretty good. How you guys doing? We're doing good, man. So how's uh, Tidewater Comic Con 2016 been for you? It's been great. Been real good. I got to meet Sam Jones. It's good. So, so pretty much you can die happy now? Uh, no. But I'm getting there. <laughs> He's a little closer to that, maybe, but not quite. Now, you've done a lot of great work all over the industry. So what's been the favorite thing that you've gotten to do for either maybe Marvel or DC? Oh, that's a loaded question I can't answer right now. I don't know. I really enjoyed doing um, Green Lantern, issue number 20, which was Jeff John's last one got to do like nine pages from it that was that was great what a coincidence i just happened to have his green lantern piece in my house right now actually <laughs> that i got at the very first tidewater comic con yeah yeah so what's the belly i mean you've been here for almost pretty much everyone just seeing from, from what it was in the hotel and just to know what it is now what's just your impression overall of how this comic con is going oh i'm not surprised at all this, this area has needed something like this for a long time yeah i've been here since 99 and um, yeah, it's, it's, this doesn't surprise me at all. This is going to keep going and keep getting bigger. Yeah, and I mean, there's so many, been so many great people here, not just from DC and Marvel, but Independence as well. Right. Is there anybody that you would kind of like to work with? You're like, man, I hope he comes here next year because I'd love to collaborate on a piece with him. Oh, that's, a, that's another long list. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't give you specific names. Is there is there a character you haven't maybe drawn, comic, or even a commission? that you say, man, I'd love to do this one character. Who would it be? Maybe Wolverine. I haven't done anything for him. Yeah. I worked on the book, but not... He wasn't in it. So. <laughs> you ever had any really weird requests? People come up to me at a con, like, I want you to draw this, and you're like, what? I, I keep a list of the off-the-wall... Not really off-the-wall, but like, you know, they'll ask for Firestorm or... Somebody asked me yesterday, I forget who it was, Deadpool. It wasn't Deadpool, it was, uh, I forget. I keep a list on my phone of the, it's like, really? You want me to, okay, all right. You here. Somebody that. comes up and like, I want Venom showing the leg on the side of the highway. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I would have been that Firestorm guy, though. Because I'm, I'm a Firestorm, and of course, Conway was here, so Jerry Conway. Yeah, yeah. 
I just met Mike Zek for the first time. Yeah. I knew John Beatty for a little while, but I, I just met Mike Zek, which was pretty cool. So, you know, as somebody who's been in comics for a while, like, you know, there's a question of what got you into comics, but what is about comics and how it's changed that's kind of kept you in it, kept you interested in all these years? Oh, I'm in it. I'm in it for the art. Yeah. So I, I like the, the visual storytelling aspect of all of it. That's, that's my thing. So your website is actually Inking is Sexy. What made you come up with that idea? That's actually a quote from Will Eisner. Um, he did a book with Frank Miller a few years ago. Not a few. A long, long time ago. Uh, it was it was Frank Miller and Will Eisner have just talking. It was a conversational book. And in it, um, they started talking about the inking part of the work. Granted, they do all of it. But, and Will said in one sentence, Inking is Sexy. And I was like... That could probably work. <laughs> Sounds better than my name. So <laughs> right. markdeering.com is inking is sexy. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it catches, you know? It's, yeah. It really catches. Like, we've had guests on, we're like, here's a liner, you're like, down in nerdy podcast. I love that. Like, yep. you know, it's yep. catchy. Something that catches the, yeah. And inking is sexy. How can you forget that? Exactly, man. So what's one thing before the con is over today that you want to get out, like, you want to do? Is there something that you haven't been able to do yet? Talk to somebody you haven't been able to talk to that you'd like to? Um, I'm doing it right now. I'm walking around finally. Yeah. <laughs> well, in case you missed that, that's inking is sexy. It's Mark Deering. Mark, thanks for taking a few minutes. Sure, no problem, guys. Live from Topwater Comic Con 2016 for one more time. I'm James Witham alongside the happy and ecstatic Merc with one arm, Nick Pataglia. Why don't you tell them exactly why you're so happy? Because this is a pretty good story, actually. <laughs> so we're sitting at our table as we are right now. And this mother comes by with a box. Now, what does this box have on it? It says Spawn. And I, I happened to look out of the corner of my eye, and I said, dude, it's, that's McFarlane's signature. That's McFarlane's signature on it. And it's legit. I had to test it out. Yep. It's legit signature. So she goes to Bob says, do you buy, these, buy things back, do whatever? She didn't buy from Bob, but she's like, you know, my daughter has this, and she kind of needs money, so whatever. So Bob's like, no, we don't. Like, but these other people do so she goes there I'm like okay where'd she go or I knew and, and I'm like you know I asked one of Bob's workers I said how much does she want for that and he was like I think she's like 20 or something I booked you it took off I took off and I said ma'am I go, how much you want for that she goes well my daughter paid 25 to get in and so if I can just get her covered the, the fee the, the cover and break even I go would you do it for 24 yes so I have a legit Signed collective figure by Todd McFarlane and you from wanna, 1995. You want to tell them what piece? Remind them what piece you had Drew Moss do for you. That's the commission on your wall. There you go. Spawn. So I mean, uh, and admittedly, I think you would say that Spawn is a niche fan base that you're a part of. So for you to even have that opportunity to get that right. thing, that's, and the thing is, and the figure, what deal. it is, if you of course haven't seen it because I'm not gonna. I'm honestly, I'm going to post on our Facebook page, but the thing is... you got to get a safe deposit box. I do. I need to, like, <laughs> like, like get smart. I had to lock up between, like, 20 doors. Uh, but, no, it's it's Spawn with full cape taken on Violator. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a it small is. figure, and it's but it's amazing. It truly is It almost fantastic. looks like its own diorama. Exactly. very cool. And it's uh, its own diorama and everything, and it still has the original. The box hasn't been opened. It has the original... 
plastic twist ties around it. Yeah, and I mean, there's like a couple dings in the box, but who cares? Who cares? cares? I have a Spawn figure signed by Todd McFarlane I got for less than $25. I just got uh, Jerry Conway to sign one of my Justice League of America comics. It had a couple of little bends in the cover. I don't care. Right. He wrote this. It's got the Royal Flush Gang on it. Of course I'm going to get him to sign it. doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to sell it. I'm not a douchebag. And you also got some other signatures as well. Yeah, I got uh, Mike Zek and John Beatty signed My Secret Wars, which is very cool. I mean, you want to talk about guys that were big architects of that time in Marvel. They're, they're a couple of the big names. And they were sketching... Pretty much the entire con, there was. It looked like when we were when we went there with with Zach at least, he looked like he was drawing something on a comic for somebody or, or something. Yeah, it's like he was inking over the top of something else, which I thought was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, but you know, I mean, we're here at Tower Comic Con. I am so delighted right now. You should be. Man. I, I mean, I, getting, to, getting to see Anamia today. Right, getting to see my friend Anamia. Then you've got your your spawn one of a kind kind of piece. Well, one of a kind now, maybe not in the nineties. But it's just as. McFarlane, you know, his signature in 95, and try, like I said, I had tested, so don't worry, people at home say, it could be fake, it's not, it's not, because I had it verified, so and, it's good. And, and it's funny, because it, it almost doesn't even matter, because 25 is probably what you would have paid for that right. figure anyway. Maybe more, because, yeah. because, like, well, remember, there were toys, and you go back, like, some Power Rangers toys, that were, like, back in the day, like, you could get for, like, 15, 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Let's sell like, on Amazon for, like, 70 or 100 plus. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty much what you would have spent anyway. So, it's almost like you get the bonus of his signature in the first place. Exactly, man. But you know what? It was a fun weekend. We're pretty much off next next, next This coming week, we actually have a show we're going to do. But then, for, uh, for Awesome Con, we're doing things a little bit different. Because we're traveling Thursday... We're not going to be doing a show. We're going to be doing a show this week, but next week, the first week of June, we're not doing a show. We are going to be putting up stuff from Awesome Con, though. So we are yeah. going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And what we're going to do so you can get the full experience of Awesome Con is we're going to try and put, we're going to try as hard as we can to put up the interviews that we do and segments that yep. we do at Awesome Con, the days they're available. So we'll, there probably will be something up on Friday, but it won't be. At our normal time, it'll be a little bit later, so you know we right. gotta grab dinner, go back to the hotel, stuff like that. Yep. So we will have something up on Friday, if not very, very early Saturday. We will have stuff going up because there's just gonna be so much going on at Awesome. Exactly. So again, we are doing a show this coming week. We're gonna recap, of course, Tower Comic Con this, this weekend, and we're also gonna have Brittany Shibashi from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yep. Out of the Shadows on the show as well and some other fun things we have planned maybe our full review of the Legends of Tomorrow yep. and also don't forget but again the following week first week of June we are taking that that week off in terms of show wise we're still as James said we're still going to put up interviews and such right the reason he says that is there's going to be no what we're reading that week there's going to be yep. no This Week in Geek Tainment nope. or anything like that we're going to actually go ahead and just forego that because we have the very special three day appearance at Awesome Con and that is what we're going to be covering that week. Exactly. Exactly. But again, thanks to Mike Farrell for putting on another great phenomenal Taiwan Comic Con. Thanks to everybody who showed up this this year. It was so much fun. And you know what? Thanks for people who showed up at our panel or DC panel that was yes. fun to do yesterday. And again, thank you for people who stopped by. We've had people you know, <laughs> Ace Ventura just walked in front of right somebody. <laughs> well, you know, we had a mom walk up and said, "My son listens to you." Yeah, that was you know, and cool. it's like, so we signed it. We signed something for him and everything else. And it was and Nicholas. And it was so Nick. Nicholas, His name was Nicholas. So Nicholas, if you're listening, so Nicholas, you if you're listening Nicholas, if you're listening, you're awesome and stay nerdy, my friend. And, and but you should thank your mom. 
Yeah. For being the good parent that gets you into the nerdy stuff early. So give mom a big hug. But again, one final time, thank you to everybody here. Thank you to everybody we've met. It was fun. And again, we are doing a show this week, but next week, because we're traveling to Awesome Con in Washington, D.C., we are not going to be doing our regular show. We're going to be putting up interviews throughout the weekend. Absolutely. And again, congratulations to Mike Federale and everybody involved, the volunteers. Exactly. Volunteers, everybody. Great job. Stepping up the game this year. Probably the best one ever so far. I know it's only been around for three years, but the fact that you see this constant growth from Tidewater Comic Con, I think is absolutely amazing. But Nick, you have wise words that even though this isn't a regular show, I think that people still need to hear. And those words are, practice safe comic book reading, always back on board your comics. And we'll see you at Awesome Con in Washington, D.C.